This podcast is presented to you by Pastors Tom and Bonnie DeShal from Celebration Church in Harare, Zimbabwe. For more information, please visit celebrationmen.org. If you turn in your Bibles, I want to read a portion of Scripture. And having read a portion of Scripture, I will tell you a story. And then I will share a few things. And then we will move to pray. And then we can go home. Is that okay? Very simple. Okay. So if you turn in your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 22. I want to read verses 31 and 32. Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 32. Jesus says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But... I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. I'll read it again. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and when you have turned again, strengthen your brethren. May God bless you through the reading of his word. You know, as we closed prayer conference this year, on the very last day of the prayer conference, my wife was suddenly taken ill. We, it was a painful experience. We, it was something that came out of nowhere. And when that happened, we started a journey that took you into a major op and almost two weeks in hospital. And the, initially it looked dicey, but slowly as people prayed and we believed God, things began to turn. And every morning, just like I always do, I do a walk and I'm, I'm praying. And I used to pray for her and I'm praying for her. I'm praying for healing. I'm praying for breakthrough. At some point, God challenged me and he said, are you not selfish? Because you're only thinking about your wife. It looks like all your prayers about yourself and your wife. And that was a shock to my system. So I changed and I started praying for others. I started looking for people who were ill, people who were hospitalized. And I, I put them on my prayer list and I started praying for them. So I spent more time praying for the others. And then at the end, I would pray for my wife. And that began to change my prayer life. And God did not give me any scripture at that time. He just challenged me to think like that. And then as we were doing our Bible reading, I came across this scripture that we have just read. And Jesus is saying, Simon, Simon, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat. He demanded to have you, but I have prayed for you. Now, get the context. This is, Jesus says this, at the, in Luke chapter 22, he is at the table with the disciples. They are having the last supper. He is facing death. He is facing the greatest challenge of his life. And at that point, he is not thinking about himself. Many times he has prayed for himself. Many, we, 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 he prayed and said, Lord, let this cup pass me by, if it is your will. Okay? But at this point, he says, Peter, even though I have my own challenges, I am thinking of you. I prayed for you. So he says, 
Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you. You know, so Jesus was saying, Peter, you know, although I'm facing my challenge, you are also going to have one of the greatest challenges of your life. You are going to have to, to, to decide whether you stand with me or not. And so he says the devil wants to destroy you, he wants to destroy your destiny, he wants to destroy everything that makes you who you are, what you have been called to be, to be a pillar in the church, to be the one to open the doors to the Gentiles. That's what the devil is fighting. So he says the devil wants to destroy you. But you know, that I love the little English word, but. Because the moment you say but, you are saying everything that went before that does not matter, it's neutralized. So what the devil wanted does not matter anymore because there is a but. The devil wanted to destroy you, but. The title of my message today is But. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not done with the title. <laughs> it's, it's But I Prayed for You. You know, Jesus is thinking about his challenges. He is thinking about the cross. The weight of the whole world is upon his shoulders. He knows that this thing that he is going to do is going to determine the eternal destiny of the whole world. And even pressured by those needs, he still says, Peter, I prayed for you. Peter, I thought about you. You know, it is very interesting that in this moment, Jesus says, I prayed for you. Now I began to think and I said, what on earth was Jesus thinking about? And then I, I, I saw in the Bible, in Romans chapter 8, this is what the Bible says. In Romans 8 and 34, it says this. Who, talking of Jesus, so he says, who is to condemn, but Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, indeed interceding for us. I started to see a pattern. It looks like Jesus did not just pray for Peter, but it says, even today, he still intercedes for us. He still prays for us. Even Hebrews 7.25, it says the same thing. Hebrews 7.25 says, Consequently, Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession. So in, in other words, not only did he say, Simon Peter, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat. He wanted to destroy you. He wanted to rob you of your destiny. He wanted to rob you of what you are going to do. But I prayed for you. Jesus still right now, seated on the right hand of God the Father, he says, my son, the devil wanted to destroy you. The devil wanted to destroy your marriage. The devil wanted to destroy your finances. But I prayed for you. So the title of my message today is, is but I prayed for you. So it doesn't matter what the devil has rallied against you. It doesn't matter what the devil has even rallied against our nation. You see many people look at Zimbabwe and they say Zimbabwe is going to the dogs. Look, nothing is working. Things are going. We are using God as currency and people are laughing at it. But Jesus says, but Zimbabwe, I prayed for you. We, 
We have a decision, brethren, to whether to go with, with the crowd and say, look, things are bad in Zimbabwe. The devil is doing this to Zimbabwe. Or we can stand up like Jesus, who is our model, and say, Zimbabwe, the devil wanted to destroy you. Zimbabwe, the devil wanted to sift you like wind. But I prayed for you. So the church wanted to praise for a nation. Things change. It doesn't matter your political persuasion because it's not about politics. It's about us, the people. If we don't pray for this nation and things go down, we are the ones who will suffer. I know you have your own issues. I know you have your own challenges. Jesus had the cross, but despite the cross, he had others in his mind. I wonder whether God can raise a people who will say it does not matter which political party I belong to. But I'm going to pray for the well-being of this nation. I'm going to stand up just like Jesus, my model, and say, Zimbabwe, people wish bad of you. People think you are going down, but I prayed for you. So that you may, your faith may not fail, that your economy may not fail. I prayed for you that your governance cannot fail. I prayed for you that your politics may become stable. I prayed for you that your agriculture may turn around. But... I prayed for you. You see, we can focus on what the devil was doing. You see, when you look at this text of this scripture, Jesus just makes one passing statement. He says, Simon, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat. But he spent the greater part of his time not talking about what the devil wanted. Because it's not the intention of the devil that matters. It is the intention of God. So we as the children of God, we look at what the devil is doing and we say, this is what the devil wanted. But we know the will of God. We know the word of God, then we say, but I prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. I prayed for you, that your economy may not fail. I prayed for you, that your destiny may change, so that when you are strengthened, you may strengthen others. So Jesus says, but I prayed for you. You know, turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4 of Philippians chapter 2. This is what the Bible says. Do nothing from selfish ambition or from conceit, but in humility count others more significant and important than yourselves. Let each of you look not into his own interests, but also to the interests of others. This is what Jesus is doing. Peter, I have my own interest. I have a cross to bear. But I am not looking at my interest right now. I am thinking about your interest. So Jesus says, look, I'm not focusing on my personal interest. I'm not focusing on the things that matter to me. I'm focusing on you. Because he considered others more important than himself. I have come to tell you, as we are zeroing in in prayer, as we move in faith in, faith in action, moving towards action, the challenge that we have is to pray more for others than for yourself. To begin to think about others. When you see others in need, when you see others who are challenged, you begin to say, 
say, I prayed for you. You can send an, an SMS to your friend and say, I know what the devil is trying to do, but I prayed for you. Your faith will not fail. I know that you are going through a challenge in your marriage, but I prayed for you. I know that you are going through financial challenges, but I prayed for you. But because I prayed for you, your faith cannot fail. Your faith will not fail. And when you have stood, when you have gained ground, when you have been stabilized, then you can strengthen your brothers. Let, let me talk to business people a little bit. You know, we, we have spent so much time praying for our businesses. But you see, our businesses cannot be successful outside of the economy. How about forgetting your business for a while and begin to pray for the national economy? Because as the national economy turns, your business will begin to do well. Can you turn around and say, economy of Zimbabwe, the devil wanted to sift you and the devil wanted to destroy you, but I prayed for you. Because when I pray for the national economy and it begins to stabilize and things begin to turn, then my business can thrive. Have you ever thought about Instead of praying for your business, instead of thinking of your own, only your interests, have you ever thought about praying for, the, for your clients to be blessed? Because if your clients are not blessed, they have no capacity to buy from you. You have people who owe you money. Have you ever thought about a cash flow breakthrough for your people who owe you money so that they can afford to pay you? Can you turn around and say, look, the devil wanted to destroy you, my clients, but I prayed for you. Jesus says, Peter, the devil wanted to destroy you, but I prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. Brethren, it is time that we begin to think beyond ourselves. We begin to think beyond our own interests. We begin to think beyond the immediate needs of our families and begin to pray for others. Because as we pray for others, we are sowing seeds for our own breakthroughs. We are sowing seeds because we become the first partakers of our own prayers. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Let's move on. If you turn again in your Bibles to James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3, this is what the Bible says. I'm in a hurry. I'm trying to say everything I want to say quickly so that we pray. James chapter 4, verses 2 to 3. He says, you desire and do not have. That's why you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Then he says, when you ask, you ask and do not receive. Because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. To spend it on your pleasures. So your prayers are too direct. Your prayers are too selfish. You are just thinking about yourself. When you are praying, you are praying, Lord, take care of me. Instead of praying for the blessing of the other people, when you pray for the blessing of those other people, then it will turn around to be a blessing to you. 
So the prayers you pray are a seed for your own harvest. We are talking about deliverance. We are talking about breakthrough. We are talking about plunder. But most of us, we are saying, Lord, give me my plunder. How about praying for a brother and a sister so that they have their plunder, they have their breakthrough, they have their victory. When they have their victory, God says, because you are unselfish, because you think of others, just like Jesus, your Lord, who when he was facing the cross, did not consider himself, but he thought of others. He put others first. When church we begin to think of others, we will enter into our breakthrough. You know, in marketing, to the only way you can increase your market share is by increasing your influence, by increasing the number of people you serve. So influence and dominion in marketing comes from the more people you serve. But we have come to a point as believers that in our prayers we serve ourselves. We never think of saving others. And yet we are believing God for influence and dominion. I want to tell you, church, if we want to move into a place of influence and dominion, we have to save somebody. We have to save others. We have to be able to say to somebody, listen, my brother, I know the challenges you are going through, but I prayed for you. And when you do that, God will come through for you. You know, there are so many things that the Bible says that buttresses this point. Think about it. What does the Bible say in First Timothy chapter 1? First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. Does it not say, first of all, I desire that prayers and supplications be made for all men. He did not say prayers, supplications, thanksgiving be made for you. That's why Jesus was not thinking about himself. He was thinking about others because he knew that our breakthrough is in the breakthrough of others. So when we begin to think about praying for people, when we begin to think about blessing others, then we have a breakthrough. Then things will be well because Jesus said, Peter, Peter, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Hallelujah. So don't you think that as we move towards action, it's time to begin to pray for people. Pray for those in authority. Political and spiritual. Pray for all people that they may come to the knowledge of Christ. You see, we, we want people saved, but we don't want to invest in praying for them. Let me just turn a little bit. There may be somebody who is in this service tonight, this, this morning. And you are not born again. You have not given your life to Christ. I want you to know, whoever you are, that the devil wanted to sift you. The devil wanted to send you to hell. The devil wanted to kill you. The devil wanted to destroy you. The devil wanted you to commit suicide. But I prayed for you. And I'm believing God that because I prayed for you, because the people seated in here are praying for you, I'm believing God that your faith will be stabilized. You can turn and give your life to Christ. You can walk away from the condemnation of the devil and come into the forgiveness of the sons of God. So you are not condemned. We prayed for you. As a church, we pray consistently for those who don't know Christ, that they come to the knowledge of Christ, that their sins may be forgiven you. So I have news for you. You don't have to go and die and go to hell because we prayed for you. Listen to me, unbeliever. The devil wanted to destroy you, but we prayed for you. There is no reason today 
for you to die and go to hell. Hallelujah. So we prayed for you. Am I talking to somebody? Let's read a few more scriptures. Ephesians 6 verse 18. You know, Paul is talking about ministry, the ministry of spiritual warfare. And in verse 18 he says, praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication, to that end keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. So he says, as you make supplication for all the saints, you are making a difference in the lives of others. Many times as Christians, we spend time thinking about the problems that others are going through. We have a cell member who is going through a challenge and we start texting and say, did you hear what happened to his family? Did you hear what happened to them? Instead of saying, my brother, the devil wanted to save you, but we prayed for you. We know your faith will stand. We know you will be sustained. You are looking for a job and there is no hope in the horizon, but I prayed for you and God is going to come through. When we begin to focus on others, we enter into our own breakthroughs. Hallelujah. So, he expects us to pray for all people. He expects us to pray for the saints. But he also expects us to pray for the ministers of the gospel. Look at Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. And this is what Paul says. He says, finally, brothers, pray for us. That the word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as just happened among you. You know, sometimes as Christians we are saying, oh, we are in celebration church, things are firing. And we are excited about it. We see other churches we are having problems. We see other places where there are no churches. We are not even thinking about it. But Paul says, listen, pray for us. That the word of God may gain speed and momentum and be honored elsewhere as it was honored among you. How many of us are praying for other churches? I'm not talking about praying for celebration churches. It doesn't take spirituality to pray for another celebration church. How many of you are praying for other church movements? How many of us will hear that there's this church which is going through a challenge and then we, you can say, you may not be able to text them, but you are saying, so and so church, the devil wanted to sift you, but we prayed for you because we are the body of Christ. Why do we have to fight one another? Why do we have to compete? Why are the Christians the first people to spread bad news about things happening in other churches? When did we become the devil's advertising agents? Jesus says, Peter, Simon, Simon, the devil wanted to sift you. But I prayed for you so that your faith may not fail. You see, this is the time, this is the season. As a body corporate, we begin to think past ourselves. We begin to think passive in our movement because God called us and he says to Pastor Tom, I want you to rise up and pastor a nation. You cannot pastor a nation you, can, you do not pray for. How do you want to be an anchor church that speaks to a nation and yet you can't even pray for your brothers? Something is wrong with us. Jesus says, Simon, Simon, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat. 
But I prayed for you so that your faith may, be, may not fail. And when your faith has not failed, then you can strengthen your brothers. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm running out of time, so let's. He goes on in Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. And this is what he says. He says, at the same time, pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ. So we must pray for the ministers of the gospel. When we pray for Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie, it's not just we are doing it because we want to. Of course, we want to. I was saying, I was joking in a pastor's meeting recently, and I think somebody was saying, look, we, we, we come here to pray not because it's a duty. We come here to pray because we want to. It is true that you can pray because you want to, but you also need to pray because it is your duty. It's commanded of us to pray for the servants of God. It's commanded of us to lift up the servants of God, to pray for them, that a door of effective ministry may be opened to them. When was the last time as a member of Celebration Church you began to pray for the pastor of Brayside Church? When was the time you last prayed for the pastor of our Norton Church? When was the last time you thought about any other servant of God and you prayed for them? Simon, Simon, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith may not fail. In Luke chapter 10, in verse 2, the Bible says, Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. We are talking about growth to 50,000 members. But if we don't have harvesters, the harvest can't be brought in. Have you ever thought about it that if you can't bring in the harvest at the right time, it can get spoiled while it's still in the field for lack of laborers. But we need to pray for laborers. We want to pray for an army of witnesses who will go and speak the gospel. We want to pray for a boldness in our pastors to be able to make an altar call with boldness because the laborers are few. The harvest is ripe but there are no laborers to bring in the harvest. But you know, when we talk about laborers, we are not only talking about preachers. We are also talking about financial stewards as laborers who will finance the harvest. Because the harvest is difficult to bring in. There is an expenditure. There are costs that are required. When we pray, we can pray for financial laborers to be blessed by God. You know, I, I don't know, as a pastor, I, I, I've always felt that I love our byline, building people, building dreams to build the kingdom. Because I have always thought it robbery for any minister of the gospel to collect a tithe on a person years from a person they have not built. So as pastors, our focus and the thing that I try to tell our pastors, say, pastors, don't think about the offering. 
Think about praying for this person to get a breakthrough. When God blesses them financially, then they will overflow into the kingdom. When their dream is built, when their life is built, then they overflow to building the kingdom. So it is time for pastors, for leaders, for cell leaders, for department leaders to begin to say, my brother, the devil wanted to destroy you, but I prayed for you so that your faith may not fail. And because your faith does not fail, now you can strengthen others. I can, become, I can be the head of the ushers and I am shouting at people, why were you late? You did this, you did this. Or I can say, you know, the devil wanted to destroy you by causing problems at home so that you were late, but I prayed for you. So when you begin to build people and build dreams, the kingdom will be built. That is what Jesus was talking about. He is saying, Simon, I know that I have an immediate pressing need. I have a cross to face. But beyond the cross, you are going to be key to the advancement of the kingdom. Therefore, I am fighting for you. I'm protecting you. I'm defending you so that the gospel may continue. So as I close, I want to read again Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22, verse 31. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you. That he might sift you like wheat. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. The devil demanded you that he might sift you like wheat. But I prayed for you. I will ask everybody to stand. I want to turn this whole auditorium into a giant prayer meeting. As we pray for others. Today we are not focusing on you. I know you have needs. But I want you to pray for others. So the first thing I want us to do is to pray for the nation of Zimbabwe. We have just come into a season. We are coming out of the season of the celebration of the independence. And I was watching so many Christians posting things about the independence, denigrating the independence of this nation. I want you to know, the Bible says, pray for the welfare of the place where I've planted you. For in its welfare is your welfare. The more you mock this nation and its destiny, you are mocking and eating your own future. We must change and begin to say, it doesn't, I don't care whether you are MDC, you are Mawambo, you are Zanu, you are even a party which is not to be formed. We need to pray for this nation. Because our destiny... is linked to the destiny of this nation. So as we pray today, I want you to say, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, the devil demanded you that he may sift you like wheat, that he may sift your politics, that he may sift your governance, that he may sift your economy, that he may sift your mining, that he may sift your agriculture, that he may sift your businesses. But today I am praying for you. Your faith cannot fail. Come on, let's pray for the nation of Zimbabwe. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God, we bring the nation of Zimbabwe before your presence today. Father, we pray that this nation may not fail. Father, we know the devil demanded this nation. The devil wanted to do things to this nation. But today we pray for Zimbabwe. We pray for Zimbabwe, my God. Father, turn around our economy. Turn around our politics. Turn around our governance. Turn around our agriculture. Turn around our mind. 
morning. Father, we pray for the nation of Zimbabwe. We will not allow the devil to destroy this nation. We pray for this nation. The devil wanted to sift it. The devil wanted to destroy it. But today we pray for the nation of Zimbabwe that its faith may not fail, that its economy may not fail, that its governance may not fail. We declare in the name of Jesus that Zimbabwe is not a failed nation. Zimbabwe is not a failed state. We pray for the intervention of God. My God, we come before your presence. We say, serve our nation. Turn around our economy. My God, my God, Father, I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, for this economy to begin to flourish again. I pray for the economy to begin to flourish again in the name of Jesus. We pray for this nation. We pray for our nation. We pray for you. Zimbabwe, we are praying for you. Your faith cannot fail. Things are turning around in the name of Jesus. Oh, my God, my God, my God, I thank you for the nation of Zimbabwe. You are turning around this nation. You are restoring its dignity. You are restoring it to glory. You are restoring it to a place of impact. Father, we pray for the nation of Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, the devil wanted to destroy you, but it cannot fail. You cannot fail. We pray for you. We pray for our nation. We pray for our economy. We pray in the name of Jesus. Oh, Karamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamamam
Father, we pray for the nation of Zimbabwe. Turn around our nation. Turn around our nation. We will not allow the devil to sift this nation and cause people to suffer in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for our nation. We pray for the cash crisis to lift in the name of Jesus. Let this crisis lift. Let this crisis lift. Let this crisis lift for the benefit of your people. We are not thinking of our selfish interests. We are thinking about the nation. My God, my God, my God, I pray, Father, for breakfast. I pray for breakfast in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. We pray for those in authority. We pray for an economic turnaround. We pray for an economic turnaround in our nation. This nation is turning around. This nation is turning around. This crisis is breaking. This crisis is breaking. This crisis is breaking. Because we prayed. We prayed for our nation. We prayed for our nation. And we pray for a breakthrough that comes from God. Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you worship. I give you honor, my God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we declare Zimbabwe will live again. Zimbabwe will thrive again. Its economy is turning around. Father, we declare that this crash crisis is broken. We declare this crash crisis broken. In the name of Jesus, this nation will live again. The devil wanted to destroy this economy. But the church prayed. But the church prayed. And we are praying for a turnaround in our economy. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, pray for all those in authority. That's why we started by praying for the nation. Now, I want us to pray for our pastors, Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie. You know, at this season, at this point in time, there are so many challenges. As most of us know, Pastor Bonnie's parents are not well. There, are, there may be challenges in the family. The devil knows that once he attacks the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. But we want to declare and put a fist in the heavens and say, Pastor Tom, the devil wanted to sift you, wanted to sift your family. But as a church, we prayed for you. Your faith cannot fail. Your breakthrough is coming. You are entering into your deliverance. You are entering into your plunder. You are entering into your season of influence. Come on, church. Let's raise up our men of God. Let's raise up his family in the name of Jesus. Father, we come before your presence. Father, we pray, even as your word says, pray for the ministers of the gospel. Pray for the servants of God. Father, we pray for Pastor Tom. We pray for Pastor Body. We pray for the family. We pray for Pastor Bonnie's parents. Father, we break the sifting of the enemy. We break the sifting of the enemy. We pray for Pastor Tommy and his family. We pray for Jonathan. We pray for Ben. We pray, my God, for Daniel. We pray for Sarah. Father, we say the devil cannot be allowed to sift them. We cannot allow the devil to demand them. In the name of Jesus, we are praying for them. Their faith cannot fail. They end up their breakthrough. The energy of their victory. 
Father, we pray, my God. Father, for Pastor Tom. Father, he enters into his victory. He enters into his bladder. He walks into his bladder. He walks into his bladder. We pray, my God. The devil cannot hold. Pastor body, Pastor body is bondage. We declare breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. We declare breakthrough, breakthrough in their lives, breakthrough in their family, breakthrough in their ministry, breakthrough in the things that they do. In the name of Jesus, we do not allow the devil to constrain them. We do not allow the enemy to constrain our men of God. We pray for him. We pray for him. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray. Listen, church. Listen, church. Whenever the devil knows that God wants to do a massive work, the devil will unleash an attack on the leadership. When Jesus was, was born, the devil could smell that his head was about to be broken. So he unleashed all the forces of hell. The devil clearly knows that the sword of the crowned king has been unleashed. He knows that we are about to enter into our breakthrough. And the only way he can stop our breakthrough is to stop the servant of God. I, I, don't, know, I, I don't know whether he is going through things, but I know that when you are about to enter into your plunder, there is something the devil will do to the head. We need to protect the head. Let's pray one more time. We need to protect our men of God. We need to protect him. Shikabaraba tekebo. Father, we declare protection over Pastor Tom and Pastor Bonnie. We declare protection over their lives. We declare protection over their interests. We declare protection over their family. We declare protection over everything that touches them. We declare protection over their finances. We declare protection over their resources. In the name of Jesus, we will not allow the devil to demand them. We will not allow the devil to sift them. We will not allow the devil to stop them. We will not allow the devil to hurt them. The devil cannot hurt their children. The devil cannot hurt their, their grandchildren. The devil cannot lend their asses. We speak a protection. We speak a hedge of protection in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We will not allow the enemy to sift us in Jesus' name. Father, we declare a breakthrough, a breakthrough on Tommy, a breakthrough on Rachel, a breakthrough on their children, a breakthrough on Jonathan, a breakthrough and a deliverance on Jonathan, a breakthrough and deliverance, Father, on Ben, a breakthrough and deliverance on Daniel, a breakthrough and deliverance on Sarah. Father, we pray, we declare a breakthrough from heaven. A breakthrough from heaven in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to pray one more time. You know, the Bible says, do not focus on your own interests. But focus on the interests of others. I want you with all the passion, all the zeal you have.
to get a hold of somebody and pray for them as if it's your very life. Pray for breakthrough, pray for plunder, pray for deliverance, pray for influence over that person like you have never prayed before. Come on, let's pray for each other. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for the brethren. We pray for the saints. I pray for financial breakthrough over the people of God. I pray for breakthrough in marriages. I pray for incurable diseases to be healed. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for breakthroughs over the lives of the people of God. I pray for the deliverance of God. I pray, my God, for your people to enter into their plunder. I pray for plunder. I pray for plunder. Father, these saints of God, if there's any child of God under the sound of my voice whom the devil was trying to sift, Father, I pray right now and I declare that the bondage and the siege of the enemy is broken. The siege of the enemy is broken. The siege of the enemy is broken. We speak breakthrough. We speak breakthrough into the lives of the people of God. We speak a destiny into the lives of the people of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray for those who are sick. I pray for those who have financial challenges. And I declare my God. The breakthrough of God. I declare the breakthrough of God. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you, my God, because there is plunder. There is financial plunder. I pray for my brothers whom the enemy wanted to sift. And I say the devil cannot sift you anymore. I pray for my my brothers who are having challenges in their marriages. And we declare, Father, the devil cannot have them. The devil cannot have them in Jesus' name. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless your name. I thank you, my God, for a breakthrough from heaven. A breakthrough from heaven. A breakthrough for the saints. A breakthrough for the people of God. Father, I am praying. Father, I get inspired in the name of Jesus. I declare breakthrough. Breakthrough, oh God, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare none amongst will be barren in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you worship. Father, your people are sustained. They are strengthened. They are encouraged. They are built up. Their businesses are sustained. Their families are sustained in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Their businesses are sustained in Jesus' name. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, their businesses are sustained, their marriages are sustained. Father, I pray for the people of God, and I say their marriages are sustained. The devil cannot have them. The devil demanded the people of God, but I say you cannot have them because we prayed. I pray, my God, for some child of God who is struggling with barrenness. We break that heart of barrenness and we speak a breakthrough from God. We speak breakthroughs from heaven. We speak plunder. We speak breakthrough. We speak a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless your name. We bless your name, Lord. We give you praise. We give you worship. We give you worship. Jesus. Jesus. Listen to me, child of God. The devil had demanded you that he might sift you like wheat. 
but we prayed for you. Your faith cannot fail. Your breakthrough will have to manifest. Your plunder will have to be received. Your deliverance has to manifest. And you are walking into your dominion. Join me, church. I want to pray for one more set of people. I'm feeling strongly for those people who are barren. We have not yet children. And people who have incurable diseases. And thirdly, people who have what they think are insurmountable financial challenges. And I want whoever you are, if you had kind of come to the end of your life and you are saying, I can't take this anymore, I want you to know the devil had demanded to sift you like wheat. But we are praying for you. And you are entering into your breakfast. You are entering into your breakfast. So I want to summon the prayer power of this whole great congregation to pray for the barren, to pray for the incurable sick, and the incurably sick, and to pray for those who have financial obstacles. Come on, church, let's gather our guns. Let's gather our guns. Father, we pray for those, our brethren. Father, those who are barren, those who desire children. But Father, they were having problems. Father, you said none among us will be barren. You said none among us will be barren. Father, we break that spirit of barrenness. We break the spirit of barrenness. In the name of Jesus, we break the spirit of barrenness. Whatever the cause, we break its hold. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for those who have incurable diseases. And right now, we say the devil demanded them. But right now, by the power of the blood of Jesus, Father, we declare their breakthrough. Those who have in financial situations which they thought were insurmountable, they had come to the end of their rope. Father, we declare right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we pray for them. We pray breakthrough, breakthrough and deliverance, breakthrough and deliverance, breakthrough and deliverance, breakthrough and deliverance, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I declare breakthrough and deliverance. Breakthrough and deliverance. I declare plunder for the people of God. I declare financial influence in Jesus' name. Oh, come Ramata Kaba. Oh, the terrible Mondorobo Sikalaba. The Ariat terrible Sikalaba. Oh, Ramamama terrible. The terrible Sikalaba. She Kalabalamandalabai. See terrible Mondorobo Sikalabai. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's give God a round of applause. Jesus. Jesus. Turn to the person who is nearest to where you are and say to them, my brother, my sister, the devil had demanded you that he might sift you But I prayed for you. Your faith cannot fail. Your breakthrough will manifest. Your deliverance will manifest. You are receiving your plunder. Take courage, my sister. You are entering into a season of influence. You will hold that baby. You will have that financial breakthrough. That disease will lift. 
Because I prayed for you. And our God is faithful. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening. For more teachings and videos, visit celebrationmen.org.